This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've been talking this morning about the importance of forest and wetland restoration and adapting to climate change. But what does that look like in practice? Well, to find out, you don't have to look any further than Lincoln Park's North Pond. The pond was constructed in the mid-1880s, and since then, it's slowly filled in with sediment runoff. In some places, the pond is only a few feet deep. The Lincoln Park Conservancy raised more than $7 million to restore it, and that work starts today. Joining us now with more on the project is the Conservancy's Executive Director, Doug Widener. Welcome, Doug. Hi, Sasha. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Also here, Lauren Umick, urban ecologist and project manager for the Chicago Park District. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sasha. Doug, for those who aren't very familiar with North Pond, can you just start us off by describing what it looks like right now? Yes, yeah, so North Pond is a wonderful natural treasure in Lincoln Park. It's a, a natural area designated by the Chicago Park District. Over 250 migratory bird species, lots of um, great uh, amphibians, insects. Um, but the pond is literally loved to death. The shoreline has been um, compromised. Um, erosion and runoff have filled in the pond to, like you said, it's only about two to three feet deep. So the water quality is compromised um, and the habitat needs restored. And so uh, that's where the project kicks in. We'll be dredging the pond to deepen it uh, to, to about eight feet deep to allow for oxygen turnover and lots of great habitat and oxygen for um, aquatic species, softening the slope of the shoreline to reduce erosion and runoff and planting that shoreline with um, emergent plants to add new habitat types for birds, insects, uh, uh, and aquatic species. And so we're clear, this is a constructed pond, right, Doug? Yeah, it is a constructed pond, yes. It was built in the 1880s as a part of Lincoln Park's expansion. Lauren, why is this restoration needed? I think you make a great point. So because it is constructed and because it's in the heart of the city, as with a lot of our natural areas, um, these natural areas face a lot of impact um, by people, both positively, those that, that steward it, um, and negatively. So so it's it's been constructed, and it's a little bit old at this point, um, and so it needs some maintenance. So, so this is time for, for this site to, to sort of have some extra, uh, more heavy-handed love mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. Yeah, and, and the pond actually has to re- be uh, refilled with city water since it has no inlets or outlets. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So currently, so that the pond doesn't get too shallow and, and dry up, um, we do supplement that water with city water. Um, so this restoration will help that. Um, so one of the elements of that is putting in sort of an automatic um, on and off valve um, to the water. So if it ever does get low enough that we need to add water, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we won't sort of overfill the bathtub, um, if you will. Um, One of the other cool elements is adding under drains to other areas in the park. So um, storm water is a very valuable resource. Water is a valuable resource. Um, So we'll be able to capture some of that water as it falls onto parkland and redirect it rather than going to city stewards and Mm -hmm. storm sewers. um, We can direct it to the pond. So that's a better rainwater is better um, quality than, than tap water for, for aquatic and it life. And the city water doesn't cause any problems for, for wildlife and ecology? If it is used in excess, it can. Um, one of the things that works for us is fluoride. Um, our, our teeth benefit from that. Plants, animals don't really care about fluoride. Right. Um, there's some additions that are, that are for people's benefit. 
that are relatively inert for nature, um, but most rainwater is really the best. So the more rainwater we can have in um, North Pond, the better. Doug, what kind of wildlife call the pond home? Well, like I said, about 250 uh, different uh, migratory bird species, lots of insects, uh, turtles, frogs, uh, other amphibians. And, um, you know, as as nature comes back to the city, we see a variety of other um, uh, wildlife as well. But the goal of the restoration is to preserve all, all of those great species and create additional habitat so that over time we see even more species coming, more water-loving birds, more insects to really um, boost up nature and make sure that the ecosystem is healthy for both resident species and new species that may find their way there. Yeah. Lauren, can you dig into the different phases of the restoration project? Because I understand it's going to involve dredging and native plantings. Yeah, so the first steps will be really sort of that more construction-y look of things. So dredging, as you mentioned, um, the pond has been sort of filling up with erosion for the last 100-plus years. Um, So at its deepest, it's about three feet. Um, So we'll have some sections of the pond that will be deeper, um, about eight feet deep. That helps the water be a little bit cooler, um, a little bit more refugia there. Um, so it'll start with that dredging. That's that's sort of the bulk of the work that will happen through the summer is, is dredging out, making some of the pond deeper um, and being able to hold some more water. And then as we get toward the fall, that's when we will start putting in some of those new plants. Once once sort of the, the basic shape, uh, if you will, of the pond is together, then mm-hmm. we'll start reintroducing um, a lot of the native plants that will stabilize that soil, that will provide that extra habitat. Um, that will take, you know, a couple of years to develop over time. I was skimming the maps and, and plans online, and I noticed one part about lining the pond with a polymer. What does that mean? Yeah, so w- w- one of the things to, to preserve uh, the loss of city water is that the pond is directly connected to groundwater, and we're losing a lot of that water to groundwater. So this is a natural polymer um, powder, basically, that we spray into the pond when it's low. It'll sink to the bottom and bind with the sediment, and that that alone will create a natural barrier um, to preserve, preserve about 80, 85 percent of the water from being lost. And then that's that's a natural substance that doesn't harm wildlife, and it needs to be re- reapplied about every seven to ten years. And so, as a part of our ongoing maintenance and stewardship of the pond, we'll definitely um, be planning for that in the future. It, it doesn't take much to apply, but that's an important piece of this water conservation strategy with the, with the ponds restoration. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about the Lincoln Park North Pond Restoration Project, which begins today. Our guests are Lauren Umick of the Chicago Park District and the Conservatory's Executive Director, Doug Widener. Doug, can you help us understand how can the pond provide ecosystem services and, and climate change mitigation better after this res- restoration's finished? Yeah, great question. De- definitely by by adding uh, more um, native plants and trees that serve as um, ways to, to absorb carbon is certainly uh, a certain uh, important piece of that. And you'll see that happening. I think in general with the park district's plan to add more trees in the, in the park uh, in general and around North Pond, certainly uh, a big help with um carbon um, sequestration, and climate mitigation. We, we see the natural areas throughout the Lincoln Park and all the parks being an important part of, of doing this on a micro scale 
Um, uh, so it's a very important piece. And as we see more trees being added through the restoration and after, uh, that helping to uh, advance carbon or climate mitigation strategies. Mm-hmm. Lauren, I want to circle back to an, an earlier point you were making when we discussed uh, installing drains in, in Lincoln Park to, to feed stormwater into the pond. Is that essentially playing a dual role then, keeping the yeah, pond exactly. full and then? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just to add to the questions on, on climate change. So so I come from um, the academic world before I, I joined the park district. And one of the um, one of the models suggested for Illinois with storms is that we're going to see 10 percent more precipitation. And that doesn't necessarily mean every time it rains, it'll be 10 percent more water um, or that there'll be 10 percent more storms in a year. Um, the way that seems to be coming is more sort of pulsy, heavy rainstorms and then periods of drought. Um, so sort of being able to capture that water again and, and, and direct it to North Pond is good for North Pond in general, but also um, for the city. The more we can kind of capture that stormwater within what we would call our green infrastructure. So places where we have plants, um, healthy soils growing, where we can keep it out of the storm sewers, the better that sort of helps um, the city sort of be ready for some of these increased storm events. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that includes that, that carbon and that, that extra climate change ecosystem services mitigation is, is not just trees, but also a lot of these herbaceous plants. You know, a lot of our native plants, they can get very tall, but one of the best features of them is these extremely um, deep roots. So their roots can go very deep and they can capture a lot of water, retain a lot of that water and carbon um, and then again, I, I come from sort of a soil um, biodiversity. So there's actually, we, we look at all of the biodiversity above ground, flowers, grasses, birds, frogs, turtles, but there is a huge diversity um, of wildlife below the ground. Um, and that could also help with some of our uh, climate change resilience. And Lauren, some parts of this plan have yet to be funded. Is that right? Like um, yeah. building new boardwalks? Right. So the the main focus at the moment is for restoring the ecosystem um, of North Pond. So that the dredging, the planting, sort of the ecosystem components. There are other components that are designed and and sort of shovel ready um, that just aren't funded. And those include some boardwalks and casting pier improvements that'll improve people's ability to interact. They'll still be able to walk around Pond, but have some more close interactions. Um, we're ready to go for those when when we have the funding available. Yeah, where has the money come from so far? So the money has come um, primarily from private sources. Seven point three million dollars raised from over five hundred donors from around the city and the community. Oh wow! Uh, and that and then Alderman Smith last week at our press events, uh, Alderman Michelle Smith from the forty third ward. Um, offered $50,000 as a gap filler for our last part of our budget. So a little bit of city money coming in at the end to wrap it up, but primarily private dollars, 500-plus donors. 500-plus donors. When's this project going to be done? This fall. Can folks... But, but, go ahead. I just say, but, but by the end of the year, we're, we're saying late fall. Late fall. And can people still visit the, the pond while they, the construction... Is underway, Paul or Doug? Yes. So the pond will be open throughout the uh, construction. There'll be certain parts that, when we're working in a certain area, that may be um, protected from from folks being hurt. But otherwise, the pond will be accessible uh, throughout. The park paths will be accessible throughout the project. Our goal is to minimize the impact on wildlife and people while we're doing the restoration.
That's Doug Widener, executive director of the Lincoln Park Conservancy, and Lauren Umick, urban ecologist and project manager for the Chicago Park District. Doug and Lauren, thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.